0: Sunday night I'd watch the practice
1: Way back in high school, most of the night, my mom watched QVC, so I, I miss the practice. practice. There was no T-Vow, what could I do? Wait 15 years, get fat and dream at oh, the
2: hoo As anyone who's
0: ever met us knows our mute button doesn't work.
1: Great for all of you, since I'm going to eat breakfast! Out of Practice! And
0: welcome to the Out of Practice podcast, working week by week, episode by episode, through David E. Kelly's award-winning show, The Practice. And we are trying, apparently, going to top our most disgusting episode last week with all of our sickness. With you eating breakfast. Oh, that's going to be great for everybody. Speaking
1: of great for everybody, Keith, not only is it 56 degrees outside somehow here in the dead of December, but it's SantaCon, everybody's favorite day of the New York calendar. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Oh, God.
0: All right. Well, then I won't be leaving the home again today.
1: For any of our people across the country who maybe have somehow avoided the... Glamour of SantaCon in their town, you, which is the truly
0: the merriest Christmas.
1: What what is SantaCon, Keith, and why do we as New Yorkers specifically hate it? Well, we
0: basically get flooded by drunk, chubby white dudes in Santa Claus outfits trying to destroy as much of Manhattan as possible.
1: Yeah, that's pretty succinct and accurate description. So, I will leave it there for those of you. And it's and it's nice out today. Well, it's a little rainy, but it's warm which really which really means they're going to be on point.
0: Yeah, so it's basically just going to lightly mist all over the vomit in the streets and the subways. So enjoy that, folks.
1: Keith, I have an admission to make. Okay, let's hear it. I had to do, so the other, I guess a couple, a few days ago, it was, it was fairly nice outside. And my wife, as she so lovingly does sometimes, recommended to me that I leave the apartment. And go outside. Oh, and, s- that seems
0: like a really good idea. So I
1: did. So I went down to Union Square here in New York. I, I went through the holiday shops. I went to Nordstrom Rack. I went to the comic shop. I just, I basically, really? I mixed adult, some adult things to some childlike things. I had a great day. And what I decided to do was I want to experience a full episode of our podcast. Oh no! Why would you do that? Well, I figured that we've done what forty some of them by now, maybe more. Uh-huh. So I probably—I mean, one of us should listen to one of them, <laughs> right? <laughs> some point. At some point, there should be some quality control, which there has been none uh-huh. and will continue to be none. Anyway, i I am embarrassed and slightly giddy to uh, to actually say I really enjoyed it. It the episodes maybe work better. V- via just my cans rather than watching them. I guess I'm less distracted and th- the audio drama, there's something to it and our stupid, snarky comments underneath. It all kind of works. So it's it's nice to be able to explain why anyone listens.
0: <laughs> well, folks, do enjoy us enjoying ourselves here on the Out of Practice Podcast. Much like Podcast. Keith's college
1: roommate was enjoying himself. <laughs> ah. Oh, yeah, well, I'm not sure
0: how much he enjoyed it after we made unbroken eye contact for a second.
1: <laughs> Little did he know that he'd be on a podcast so many years later.
0: Uh you know, I do think the punishment fits the crime.
1: All right, so let's uh should we jump in? Do we have any do we have any dude we information to do. take? Care? We have a
0: Filings and subpoena. Filings and subpoena. We have heard from our friend Linda, who uh, works for, or owns, I'm assuming, LRM Entertainment Media, who was very kind to share our latest post on Instagram and said, "If if you were, still are a fan of David E. Kelly Production Series The Practice, this podcast is for you. And if you've never heard or watched an episode of The Practice while it was on air or via Netflix and Ovation TV, I'm judging you, not really, you should be judging them, it is all the more reason you should be listening to the Out of Practice podcast. In uh, So very much appreciated. Thank you so much. It is uh, really great to hear from everybody and great from to hear from our friend Linda.
1: So Linda, when uh, you sent that tweet or, yeah, I guess it was a tweet or an Instagram, Instagram. It was an Instagram. I got a notification and I popped onto the Instagram to say thank you. And I started scrolling your feed and there was a picture from maybe a, maybe two weeks ago or so, not long down their feed, of Eugene of Steve Harris as Steve Harris. Uh, in, in a cameo he was doing in some show relatively recently. Holy hell, he looks zero different. He has aged zero.
0: Zero. Zero. He is exactly the same as he was in the 90s, which, uh, uh, same could not be true for us. Although I I, I realized that, uh, after I got married and got fat again, I'm basically back up to my 90s weight. So that's got to count for something, right? You're fighting weight, buddy. (laughs) If the fight is very slow and sweaty and ends quickly. (laughs) as all the best fights do there's gonna be a lot of Santacon slow sweaty short fights to oh, yeah. this afternoon oh yeah uh I have now before we get into it I have a tale of victory to tell everyone from nay an hour ago oh great uh Jillian and I finally recycled our old television which was a 65 inch giant incredibly heavy television that lasted only about a year, and then it died. But it's too big to fit in any of our vehicles, and you can't just leave—it's too big to leave on—you know, you can't leave it on the street because it's it's e-waste, obviously. Best Buy won't take it because it's too big, so on and so forth. Anyway, we figured out a way. There's a uh, e-waste recycling plant here in Astoria. If you live in the poor neighborhood like we do, we're actually close to the industrial area. And uh so we were able to get the television into our Hyundai Elantra and uh by if you rolled down the windows and had it sticking out the door but held the door shut from behind the television in the back seat we were able to get it and recycle the television which has been sitting behind our couch for about a year uh big victory for us here in Astoria
1: Congratulations, buddy. I actually have a 3D 60-inch television down in my basement that uh, I I contend I can fix. Oh, uh, My wife tells me that even if I was to fix it successfully, there's literally nowhere to put it since I have yeah, two well, giant televisions already that I don't need in my little apartment.
0: You do indeed, uh, although I would like to question, uh, you have a basement?
1: We do. Uh, it's scary and full of... Roaches and stinks, but we are allowed to store some things down there. So we have some items downstairs.
0: Guys, we are living the queen's dream Mm -hmm. here with our broken televisions. Okay. All right. Well, with all of that said, it is time to journey back in time to 1998, specifically November 29th, 1998. And we're gonna talk about what we were doing. This day in the basement. Okay, so Degs, it's November 29th. It's on the uh, the cusp of December, probably right after Thanksgiving. Here in uh, Philadelphia, where you are still in high school. Mm-hmm. What was going on?
1: Well, I'm gonna quickly just allude to it, and then I'm gonna hijack this segment. Well, we talked. Uh, it was right after Thanksgiving, so Thanksgiving around this time. I loved it in high school because what we would do is I'd spend time with my family. We'd have dinner. Dinner one, we would call it. And then you would hop to all of your different friends' houses for more food, football, dessert, different dessert, more food. And it was great. And we'd end up... Oh, that's interesting. You went on tour for Thanksgiving? Basically. And we would end up at my buddy Alex's house. We It turns out we weren't exactly friends with Alex as much as his parents. His parents... Uh, were empty nesters. Because... You hear that, Alex? They didn't like you very much. No, 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 we much. loved Alex, but he w- went off to school early to college uh, and we just would hang out with his parents, Nancy and Rick. <laughs> they were awesome. Anyway, uh, but we've talked about Thanksgiving recently since it just happened, so I want to I hijack the thread and quickly talk about Two weekends ago, and I forgot to talk about it on the podcast, I had alluded to it, I went to my high school reunion, my 20-year high school reunion. Oh, yeah, I was going to ask you about that. And I hadn't talked about it on the podcast, and I thought maybe one person was interested. Keith, I, I am so excited to say that I had the most atypical high school reunion experience so before we went, uh, my, my, my group of my friends that I'm still close with to this day, my close buddies, who we were all going together, probably about six of us, and their wives. Well, that makes mm. it easier. Yeah, my wife was not coming. So I was, not. I not want to say nervous, but I guess my, my anxiety has gotten so bad as an adult that anything to get stressed out about, I do. And since I was going without the buffer of my wife, who is a great icebreaker She talks.
0: Ah, the old wife buffer. Very important.
1: I was a little anxious. So what we did is we all got together at my buddy's house prior to going over, and we got out the yearbook so that we could brush up on names and faces.
0: Oh, that's
1: smart. So here's the funny story. So my buddy Wes uh, is nothing if not a little sure of himself, and he says, he goes, I don't need to look through that. You can't. I can name every person in that book. Everyone." So my other buddy, Ryan, opens just randomly to one picture on one page, shows it to Wes, and Wes goes, no idea. So, <laughs> Of course. Of literally course. the first one, no idea. So we all gather into the car, we drive up, we're all walking into the bar. Oh, and we had also done an over-under, but there'd be more or less than 30 people there. 20 years. Okay. Uh, 30 is a lot, I thought. Yeah. Anyway. We, well, how many were were in your class? We graduated with, I think, like 250 Oh, well, then you'll definitely have 30. 250 is a lot. So, anyway, we roll into the bar. Do you know who the first person we see is? Literally the first person at the door.
0: Well, I don't know any of these people, so I definitely don't know who the first person is. Well, the context is. of the
1: story, there's only one person I've referenced. Oh, yet. oh. It was the person that in the person picture. That person in of of the course. picture. Crazy. And we knew her name going in because we had brushed up our Shakespeare. Amazing. So, then about five minutes later, there was this uh, really, this redhead I recognized. I remembered her. I just could not be sure of her name. It was one of these two names. And my friend Wes saw it in my face. And so he, of course, was like, hey, Mike, come talk. Come chat with us. But he wouldn't say her name. Like, he wouldn't throw me a bone. (laughs) And so- Of course And he, of course, brings up the story of how we had gotten the yearbook out, blah, 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 blah. And she's like, well, you remember my name. And of course, Keith, I couldn't just admit it that I had forgotten her name or I wasn't sure. (laughs) So so I'm like, yeah, of course. And she's like, well, what is it? I was like, no, come on, I remember your name. And I just, I couldn't, I couldn't come up with anything. Keep digging, keep digging. (laughs) Anyway, four hours go by, five hours go by, we shut down that bar, we go to the next bar. There was probably 55 people there, not including the spouses. Whoa. And it was just lovely. I had lovely conversations. I talked to people I haven't talked to in years. We, we recounted old stories. There was a great slideshow playing. And we all talked about how lucky we were that 20 years later, we were able to graduate with a class that, yes, there's some a bit of rose tinted glasses. Obviously, there were some people who didn't have great experiences in high school or who were bullied or who couldn't be themselves or have had some traumatic falls subsequent to graduating. Sure. However, on the whole... It was pretty amazing that so many good stories and and great times were reminisced about, and we just had a, an excellent time. And I, I couldn't be more surprised that it was as wonderful as it was. Will I be attending any huh. more in the future? Probably a hard no. I think this is. I don't know that. I think this is the perfect ending. You know what I mean? Like I don't you got it out of your. We system. don't need any sequels.
0: Huh, well, I'm glad that was fun. I, I did not go to my 20th. God, I, the part of me... There's a part of me that <laughs> dies conceiving of the fact that uh, we both had our 20th high school reunion. Like, it, it was longer ago than we were old when we graduated from high school. Yes. Which is really mind-boggling. Uh, But yeah, I didn't go, and I... <sighs> I hemmed and hawed about it for a long. It's like an eight-hour drive. It's not a quick trip to Philly. And uh, I, I was like, I don't know, I don't know. And then I like I saw the pictures, and I'm like, Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I didn't, I didn't feel necessarily. There's like a couple of people there I would have liked to have seen, uh, but most of them, not really. <laughs> Honestly because like the theater kids that i was actually friends with i kept in contact with to some extent you know or to the extent that i wanted to uh but uh yeah no anyway uh all right so let me talk about my this day in the basement i'll be brief um so i sort of have alluded to before that my freshman year in college wasn't great yeah and that i was dealing with a profound amount of social anxiety so uh, I basically during the week I was fine and I had I had school to go to I had uh, you know I had a job I was working there but I was too afraid to call anybody or interact with anybody and say like hey what are you doing it's Friday night I couldn't for whatever reason I just was not capable of doing it so between Friday at five and Monday at nine, I basically hid in my dorm room and it was very, uh, it was, it was pretty grim, honestly, like looking back on it, I was not a happy person and really could have done with some human contact. Uh, but at this point I was developing a, uh, a new friendship that I was really enjoying with... Uh, a, a fellow voice major, her name was, I'm not telling you, <laughs> um, but she was, she might be, and I know some absurdly talented people in my life, but she might be the most talented person I've ever known. Let's call her Amy Butt. <laughs> That's an inside joke for later. Yes. All right. So Amy was a, uh, a voice major. Probably the most talented. Well, boy, there's some real good singers at that point, but she was a soprano, is a soprano who is now kind of world famous. Okay. Which is one of the reasons I can't tell her name. uh But she now like headlines at the Met. Okay. That level. Legit. Of, uh, She's legit. Su- legit. She's super legit. And you knew it right then. We were like 18. We're like, this, she is going to be crazy, crazy famous. But the other part about her that was really remarkable, she's also a concert-level pianist. So as she was my... So she's to uh, to be
1: revered and reviled simultaneously.
0: Yeah, well, exactly. But she, at this point, uh, one of the things that I didn't know about showing up at Eastman uh, as a voice major from Vermont was that, oh, yeah, no, you would need to have an accompanist, which is a person who attends all of your voice lessons and plays your recitals, that kind of stuff, like your own personal pianist. And it was, you had to like pay them. And of course I was just barely scraping by financially to be there at all. And so this was quite the unfortunate shock. So I convinced my friend, uh, Amy, (laughs) to be my accompanist as well as my voice major classmate. So we became like, really, really best friends uh, during this time, and so I did have one person that I was able to uh, hang out with and be friends with, and we spent a lot of time, we'd sp- hours and hours and hours together, like, singing and recording and this that, the other thing. There will be, speaking of Amy Butt, there will be a butt to this story. But at this point, I was very happy to have my new friend, Amy Butt, who, uh, went on to become famous, but there's more to the story that I'll tell later oh it's a to be continued it is a to be continued because if you thought the set story was sad to begin with it's gonna get sad this be
1: continued in this week's episode or in the future
0: no 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 this this will be uh let me see when we get to like maybe march oh wow okay
1: we'll do the uh march in the practice storyline i'm gonna have to get that mike wasn't paying attention bumper created before then <laughs> Is Mike ever paying attention? More so this week because I'm I'm back to fighting strength. Less, uh, you're back, less, You're back to eating less strength. chunky cough. That is true. I am going to town. I, I me and my brother have an accountability. We're both going to try to get back in shape starting on Monday. So so in the instead of preparing, I'm enjoying my last few moments. I me and my wife call it blowing it out.
0: Nice, nice. Well, you are gonna you're gonna set that bar low or high or whatever the equivalent metaphor is there. It is. Should we talk about what was going on in the world, Keith? Yes, let's talk about that. Uh First off is the top song <laughs> speaking of things that took a turn later, the number one song was I'm Your Angel oh. which I really didn't remember, sung by already friend of the podcast Celine Dion Dion singing a duet with uh, perhaps the person who took the darkest turn uh, probably tied with Michael Jackson singing with R. Kelly who I didn't even know sang I didn't know that he had time he
1: uh, I'm not going anywhere near it
0: yeah no very grim Uh, so he was singing along with us. the top movie was A Bug's Life Previously, we talked about Ants, which was the uh, the second class ripoff of this. Although Ants was first, so anyway, maybe Bug's Life was a superior ripoff of Ants. But as they were both animated, they were in development for a long time. The cover of the Burlington Free Press said, also with parallels till today. The headline was Clinton's answers myth GOP and this would be referring to the answers he gave in the impeachment inquiry cut to answers he gave so uh, they didn't like his answers but he did give answers
1: under oath it
0: depends what your definition of is is okay Thank you, Celine Dion, and no thank you, Mr. Kelly. And now it's time for the most irrelevant segment. We have sports ball. Kitts Graham and the Giants fell to 4-8, getting blown out by the 49ers. Um, and Steve Young, Garrison Hurst, and Terrell Owens, 31-7 game on Monday Night Football. The Eagles lost their 10th tenth- game of the season to the Packers, Lambeau Field. Brett Favre threw 321 yards and two touchdowns, and somebody named Derek Holmes ran for 163 yards over the overmatched Philadelphia. Well, wow, I didn't get any of those words right.
1: You got overmatched right. That was pretty accurate.
0: I did get overmatched. <laughs> overmatched was the one word that applies to both of our teams pretty much all of the time. Okay, so this episode, entitled Swearing In was written by David E. Kelly, but also Alfonso H. Moreno, who also wrote on The Guardian, NCIS, The Glades, and When Hope Calls. So David E. Kelly called in somebody else, or at least gave somebody else credit for writing part of this episode. And it was directed by Dennis Smith, who at this point had already directed Axe Murderer and Passing Go. Which, now, you have that information. Let's find out. What?
1: What does Mike think's gonna happen this week? Ooh, you...
0: <laughs> you changed a note. It threw me.
1: Well, you know what? Am I if not uh, an improv specialist?
0: <laughs> you are. Uh, you are something. Hold on. I need to find it. Where the hell? Oh,
1: comedian. <laughs> there it is. Took me about forty-five minutes. So this week on or previously on, was only a minute, thank God, because last week was like two and a half minutes of previously on, and all they it talked was. about, there were so many shots of Tony Danza, your head would spin. And so, I can only think that this week's episode, uh, swearing in, is referring to a litany of return guest stars, all being sworn in to testify against our firm for abusing their toolbox of defense strategies, uh, so that Tony Danza can nail them for what is he calling it? Whatever they're being sued for. Yes,
0: for using Plan B and not Plan C or D. Right.
1: So uh, that's that's it's not a, not a huge guess, but that's that's all I got. That we're going to be seeing a lot of previously seen faces in order to testify against our team in swearing in okay well that's
0: interesting uh, and especially after last week when we had the thanksgiving leftovers of every guest star that's ever been on the show
1: yeah so maybe we're going to i think we're going to deep we're going to we're going to dig deeper into that freshly dug grave why i so cuz i took a <laughs> i've been watching a lot of really dark docu series
0: this has gotten dark already
1: uh, Speaking of dark already, it's 145, and basically you need night vision goggles outside. I don't think the sun came up. It was like, fuck this. Forget it.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, before we do that, guys, it's time for everyone's favorite thing.
1: The ad! Wait, are we doing that charity ad this week?
0: Oh, we should. Yeah, yeah. We'll record it later. Let's do the animal one.
1: Uh, Okay, of course. Yeah, that's what I thought. Anyway, uh, but let's talk about Anchor, because they're great. Great. Man, it's even underscored. You even put music to it, Keith.
0: Of course I put music to it. Although, to be fair, that was not my music. That's stock music.
1: So. Mm. I I, I, I retract it was, my, I did I retract the lazy version. Compliment. As well, you should. Because I'm definitely playing the keyboards during the oopsie bumper.
0: <laughs> but you are playing the guitar during the What Does Mike Think's that's Gonna true. Happen That's true. That's
1: live. We'll do it live!
0: <laughs> Thanks, Bill. Yeah.
1: Uh... Yeah, so 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 before we start, I know it's time to start, I do want to remind anyone that while they're listening to the six hours it takes us to get through this episode, if they get a little bored and they have their phone handy, they could write us an email at outofpracticepodcast at gmail.com, or if they want to scroll the social media to kill some time, they can do so by checking out at outofpracticepodcast.com on your facebook or most most importantly on your instagram cuz keith does you
0: they're tied together so you're going to see everything yeah. on both
1: uh, the instagram's really blowing up uh now a lot of that's russian porn actresses but you know nonetheless they're following everyone is welcome that's okay true. everyone is welcome except when you're scrolling our feed and it's sometimes some crazy stuff and your wife's like what are you looking at and you're like i, I can explain <laughs> it's for the podcast <laughs> it's
0: for my podcast <laughs> <laughs> that I do for no reason by myself. But
1: you can also check out our full ratings, where all the math is complete, since we've quit trying to do the math in person, live on the podcast, and all of our guest stars and everything is also listed on the blog at outofpracticepodcast.blogspot.com. And now, without... and oh, go ahead.
0: Please join the jury by uh, leaving us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else, just let us know where it is and
1: we will read it on the air and welcome you to the jury. Yeah, and tweet Tom Brady and let him know that we miss him. Yeah, the real Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah, only the real one. So, Keith, let's hop into our DeLorean and head on back to uh, November 29th, 1998, and check out a little bit of Season 3, Episode 8, Swearing In. Lucy's got a mink Eugene, coat on Tommy
3: Silva agreed to depose you here Probably so he doesn't have to spring for the coffee The skimp I ordered a cake for Rebecca's
4: swearing-in party Oh, I'm sure she'll be very
3: surprised oh, oh, very. Rebecca's yeah. swearing-in oh.
1: You about got it wrong now. already with
4: the pleadings folder? In your Within
1: fa- the first 20 seconds, I've been proven incorrect <laughs> That's pretty good for it's you not bad
4: are you sure you don't want somebody to second chair i don't know it's just a burglary i can handle who's covering the
5: depot
3: me but we really should be getting outside counsel we will if it goes to trial but for discovery for a client that's what they say thank you lucy
5: this will be a short deposition trust me it's not like i'm going to answer anything
1: yeah well what if Silva goes for obstruction of justice it's really in me if you might have missed it i'll point it out because i noticed it Mm -hmm. in fact i'm gonna gonna go back 10 seconds noticing things let me see if I can pause it Real right for on. A client, that's Hold what on. they say. Thank you, Lucy. This be sure, deb- Look at the bottom of the frame.
0: Okay. Let
1: me expose the expand the frame a little bit. Do you see the pencil jar on Lucy's desk? I do. In front of that, there's a cash box. Do You see that? I do. To the left of the cash box, do you recognize what that is? Oh, that is a P-touch labeler. No. Is it's it not? not? It's a folded-up Polaroid camera. Oh, wow. remember you had to like okay. you had to like expand them in order for them to. Oh, yeah. sure, of course I do. Do you uh, have a Polaroid? Were you big into the Polaroids?
0: No, no, I had uh, I had the the old like crank and click okay film mm-hmm. camera.
1: I uh, I remember having my first. in fact, I'm old enough that I actually have uh, illicit. Oh, had past tense. I have in my life. This is for another podcast, but I have in my life. <laughs> Been in possession of and taken scandalous, inappropriate for not safe for work photographs uh, in intimate situations using a Polaroid camera.
0: Ooh, well, (laughs) uh, that's better. I was expecting you to have to like take your dick pic to Rite Aid and get the uh, the one hour. uh, No, you would.
1: That's why you have the Polaroid. I I actually remember because I'm actually uh, against. Despite all predictions, I'm actually a pretty good person. So I remember in the future, you know, you can just delete your hard drive nowadays. You couldn't do that with Polaroid photos. So I remember actually burning them in order to, like, dispose of them once I had moved on in my life.
0: Well, I think that's probably, uh, probably the smart thing to do. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, now that we've taken that, that this day in the basement, me. that dark not dark... Like I'm going to answer anything. Oh, uh, right? No, I'm imagining
0: you airdropping your Polaroid it's really dick pic, days. which is literally just like flinging it like a paper airplane. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like a card trick?
0: <laughs> like a card trick. Oh, my God. Guys, we need to talk about. Oh, jeez. I can't find There it is. Oh, Mighty David E. Kelly player. Oh,
1: Person that we're uh, going to be excited
0: about? Guys, because Deggs doesn't understand the importance of what just happened. Kathy Baker just walked into the office. Kathy Baker, of course, played Dr. Jill Brock on picket fences, oh. for which she won a Golden Globe and three Emmy Awards for that character in David E. Kelly's show. Wow. Kathy Baker was also. In Mad Dog and Glory, she was an Allie McBeal. She did a major arc on Boston Public. So two other shows that exist in this universe, she played two other characters on. She was also in Cold Mountain. She was a regular on The Ranch. I'm sorry. And she was in Edward Scissorhands. So if you're a David E. Kelly connoisseur, like, of course
1: you are if you're listening to this. Guys, Kathy Baker is on the show. So when she walks in the room, we should hear something along the lines of yes oh wow way to cue that up hey man, it's what I do actually it's not what I do usually huh. I can't believe it actually timed out correctly so we'll just it's what I do that's impressive
0: okay well Kathy just right walked to in something's Hi, gonna happen
3: Lucy Hatcher <sighs> Evelyn Mayfield I take it you've met Jimmy I can introduce you to the others later
1: Oh, what a somber underscore yeah well
0: what do you find out what she did
3: Baby Shaker, right?
0: Client Lucy. Client.
3: Right. The baby shaker client. Good handshake. we she killed her baby? Strong wrists. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I can feel something's gonna about to get abused this episode. Your privilege do not abuse your privileges. But thank you for the exposition. Uh <clears throat> there, Lucy. She shook a baby. To death? So, that's, <laughs> that's a really cheery way to uh, spend our opening credits. Thinking about that.
1: That's horrible.
0: Yeah, well, you know, she wasn't gonna come on and have, like, shoplifted. If somebody's won three Emmys for you previously, you're gonna give her something terrible. And uh, if you're a Boston Public fan, she did it with both of her hands.
6: The results of the psychiatric like exam roommate. are supposed to be in this afternoon. And assuming <laughs> she checks out, they'll let her go. Oh no!
7: I passed the polygraph.
6: Lie what? detectors aren't foolproof, as far as they're concerned. We discussed this. Plus, dead baby—they are not about to let you go. <laughs> well, how about they arrest the one who uh, did
0: it? Uh, I'm gonna revoke your privileges pretty soon I'll,
6: I'll know more by the end of the day for now
7: remain calm yes i know they accuse me of killing an 11-month old child but i should take it in stride i should i should just stay calm
6: their case is weak the fact that they gave you bail they know their case is weak let's just ride this out and yes stay calm
1: it's hard not to stay calm with this underscore yeah, It's like a musical quailude.
0: I, I would like everyone to stop and I admire was my the restraint side entrance after he when said I saw a, a man exiting the warehouse with an, an of laser uh, Tyler How far were you at the time? Moment. About seven or eight
4: yards.
8: And what happened next?
4: I called out for him to stop. He dropped what he was carrying and ran towards the alley. We're instructed not to put our lives on the line to protect property, so he got away.
8: How was the lighting in this area?
1: There's a light above the door. I got a very good look at him.
8: Do you see this man today?
1: He's the defendant. Okay.
0: How many lazy oh, disclaimers? Security guard. Oh, that? Security professional. So the security professional is played by Nikki Michaud, who you would know from Shameless, In the Dark, Good Trouble, Animal Kingdom, Lincoln Heights, The Shield, and 6 Feet Under. She's had a pretty good career for somebody who started as a security guard talking head. Security
1: hit. professional.
0: Security, sorry, Security Professional.
1: Yeah, those are all excellent television shows. uh,
0: Yeah, she's done really good stuff. Four
4: Still in boxes. Yes, ma'am. So his face was covered when you saw him. Four boxes, each about ten inches. Now, we're
1: swearing Rebecca in, or her swearing in ceremony as a lawyer is coming, uh, apparently, this episode. Yes. But this is only the second time we've seen her litigate in the courtroom.
0: Uh, I think third. She did that. She did the uh, the the trial with Jimmy about the guy who was planning to kill his wife but didn't.
1: Oh right, did she actually? Was she? Did she?
0: She gave the closing. She had a read on it. Remember? Yes, she had a read.
4: His high must have at least partially covered his face.
0: But then he dropped
4: him when he ran. He ran toward you. No, away. But there was a moment before he ran. I caught a look. A moment seconds seconds more than 10 seconds no more than five it was like two or three seconds two or three seconds but i oh, got a very wait. No good look if before you see you, man, pause it strike.
0: back before there there is an extra on the jury who is back so this lady has been on multiple juries thus far but she is the one if you follow us on instagram you will see her remarkable stink face during the porn episode, and now she is back giving severe eyebrows in this jury. So uh, follow us on Instagram, and I'm going to post a picture of her returning as a as a recurring extra who apparently has a lot of extra time to be on juries.
1: Does she have a name, key? Does she credit it?
0: I she's not daughter,
9: Did you have any conversations With Steve Robin Prior to his testimony in the Vogelman murder trial Yes oh, Did you discuss what questions you would probably ask him Yes Did you tell him that you planned to accuse him In court as the one who killed his
1: sister Work product don't answer Dear Tony Danza What's the name of his character Sorry I, I blew you off on our date yeah, I'm sorry about that but what's his character's name Let me address the proper fictitious character
0: the character's name is, is,
1: we're not a better podcast. Attorney Tommy Silva, played by Tony Danza. Dear Attorney Thomas Sil- Tommy Silva, I don't have much advice to give you, but I will tell you this. Do not piss off Eugene. Don't do it. I don't advise it watch yourself
9: understood at the time you were having these discussions with steve robin did you plan to accuse him of killing his sister work product all objections have been waived
10: not on privilege we've got
9: it on record all objections except to the form of the question of
10: course we're not going to reveal you hey, get a court order fine do it but for, for
0: those now, of I you just move uh, on. playing at home work product is the lawyer equivalent are you of familiar with privilege. the term plan b Work product I'm just
9: asking if he's familiar with the and term And I
1: answered Work product Move on Keith is it just my My thirstiness Or is there a when little bit of Steve Sexual Robin tension in between In open court
9: Of possibly uh, being the one Tony Who killed Danza. his sister You and Tony Danza, Danza? You rely on and, Work and, product
1: uh, Her Kelly This Kelly the way Williams. we're gonna play it <clears throat> Or is it the characters
10: Sorry off the record
1: I think you're just thirsty okay.
10: You're suing us
3: You expect us to play nice Did she do it? Lucy. Because I saw it on court TV.
1: And they did this real quick. She just shook
3: and shook and shook.
1: It's Lucy. So Lucy decided that she needed to do a, a full-on physical... <laughs> recreation she's, she's of the shaking. acting out
0: shaking the baby. Whilst wearing
1: a full-on snow leopard coat. A, like, clearly cheap, fake snow leopard suit. Wait, Keith. Wasn't there a, a fake bumper for What the Hell is Lucy Wearing? Didn't we have a segment brewing?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I didn't do a bumper yet, but I'm going to have to. Uh, we definitely did one of yeah, those.
1: Yeah, could you do it in in really, really offensive Asian stereotype music?
0: No, I <laughs> definitely will not.
1: Come on, Bobby.
3: Throw me a crumb. Did she do it?
0: She This didn't. exists on the internet, sir.
3: So I saw it on court TV. She just shook.
0: Ten of people listen to this. Lucy.
3: You should know what people are saying.
1: Lucy's character is is still getting fleshed out.
3: She she's did okay. She's broad. But
8: it's
0: close. She's, she's a little bit
1: I in a different
8: show. But you said if I take the stand the DA can bring up my record. Yeah, he can. He won't. If they find out I got two priors, won't they think I did this one?
4: They might, but I don't see much choice. Okay. How is it we can't find one witness that saw you at the bar that night?
8: It was crowded and I only been there that one time. Who's gonna remember? Well,
4: without a witness, it's like you don't have an alibi.
0: All right.
1: What? Who's that Robert! Yeah, he was at the bar with a lot of people, but he was paying attention to me, so I don't have an alibi.
0: Wow, that was much more specific than you usually are. I appreciate yeah. that. I
1: don't know. I, I I woke up this morning and I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it. I'm going to. I'm going to give it the old college try today, even though I didn't go to college or oh finish it. Oh my
0: god, we are given. We are getting seventy nine percent of Mike and Deglio today. Trust me. How
1: exciting! Seven to nine is we... about all you'll get.
0: <laughs> all right, that right seven to nine. I'd, I'd maybe five and a half. and <laughs> A <right>. Court. <laughs> <laughs> that robber is played by Pat Healy from The Innkeepers, Compliance, The Post, Everlasting Rescue Dawn, Home Alone, and Star Trek Enterprise. He played the alien slave in Mirror Mirror Darkly Part 2. Hit me up, Keithy! Unnecessary Star Trek reference! The line must be drawn here! And, uh, now was not the time not to shamelessly humble brag, but I was uh, interviewed oh, by my my Pat Healy at the, the New York Times point. once. Not the same one. But.
1: I I went on tour with a He's got a record,
0: he don't want to get involved.
4: Russell, you are looking at a conviction here. Third time, it'll mean jail. If he really is a buddy, he's gotta come forward.
0: We just came up with an alibi buddy.
1: Keith. I'll be your alibi buddy anytime.
0: I believe the term is alibuddy.
1: When call Plan B. B, it's
5: not exactly a trade secret. <laughs> We're kind of famous for
3: it. He's going for a court order? Lindsay basically answered work product to every question.
6: It was work product. Well, be armed with the research because Pap hates discovery motions.
3: We'll be ready. Look, look, look.
8: Mayfield could begin this month. Sources say that they're far apart from any deal. You remember Miss Mayfield is charged with shaking to death an 11-month-old child that was entrusted to her care turning to
2: the...
3: What's the yeah, deal we on
8: her?
2: It.
3: I think she's innocent. Oh, come on. All this church stuff she's into? Nobody could be that Christian without being a little vicious. Do you ever say... anything? <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is she had very <laughs> strong wrists for a babysitter. What? Whether that passed- I, we
0: should break this down because what... What, uh, 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 what she just said was, do you ever say anything thoughtful? And that's the wrong word for that statement because... It might be mean, it might be unfair, but there's definitely thought in the st- in that really specific statement that she said there.
1: Yes. Well parsed, Keith. Ah, I'm
0: it's a thoughtful. good parser.
4: You be the judge. Guys, so we'll you guys judge. were together the whole night? Yeah. At a bar called Little Freddy's from 11 till closing.
9: Yeah, that's right.
4: I'm a little curious why you didn't come forward before. I mean, this is your best friend we're talking about. Now, I understand you have a record. But- Miss
8: Washington, I,
0: I got a decent job. I don't look shifty if, if at all. I it got
1: out that. Oops.
0: No, that's your last one. That I- was a mistake. It was a sexual <laughs> assault conviction. <laughs> in 92. we the Oops Podcast. Back dude. in
8: New York and run another name. What'd you do? I said I raped the girl. Anyway, let's just say I don't need that coming to light,
4: you know? Okay, I understand. But Russell needs you. This is your friend. He will go to prison. Will they find out about my conviction? I, it's a small case. The odds right. are they go are
1: going to do a big background check on some rapist. Accused rapist.
0: A convicted rapist.
1: Well, he was also accused. Well, that's true, that's
0: true He was pre-conviction accused uh, <laughs> This guy, this poor guy his, The actor who has not been accused Or convicted of anything Is Jack Kerrigan uh, Who you'd know from NYPD Blue VIP, remember uh, Pamela Anderson's show? No And the Alien Nation TV movie The Udara Legacy
1: Udara remember that show? Oh, forget it stricken. But there is a chance uh, Stricken yes. for the record
3: Leaving in about 20 minutes. Need you Anything
1: else? He dropped, a, she sees a tattoo. He dropped his cigarettes, he went to pick them up, and she sees no. a dice tattoo on okay. his wrist. Night. And
0: the music tells us this is very significant.
1: And now his hand is weirdly pulsing on the tattoo. Rebecca, huh? Yeah, boy. So definitely during this shot, the director was like, okay, let's get some B-roll of just a close-up of his hand. Now, can you, like, flex your wrist? Like, see if you can make it pulse a little bit. Yeah, do some push-ups. And then they used it, they cut to it. Yeah. Oh, um, at night. (laughs) She's not playing it off well.
0: No, she is not playing it cool. We're doing paperwork. We're doing so paperwork.
1: wait, are we, I know we're not supposed to know yet, but just in case I missed something, which is highly probable, is there is there a previous case or something we're supposed to know about, including a dice tattoo that would say, oh my God, we found this guy? Is he like the, the poet or something like that?
0: I am not aware of a previously on related to dice. Uh, so listener, if you happen to be if, you, if we miss something, let us know. But I don't think so. So
1: in that case, it's 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 either a a uh, a foreshadow or some sort of a red herring. That's our only two options. Could be. Okay. Well, we're gonna roll the dice Bobby, and find out.
4: I think I may have a problem. What? Um, my my, my client. Uh, I mean my, my 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 trial. You know the burglary, Russell Thurm. Yeah. I think he's a serial killer. Really? Excuse I mean, me? I, I, I can't be sure. But, but I, I, I mean, I think. What's going on? Rebecca's client's a murderer. Close the door. I think he's one of the harbor stranglers everybody's talking about. Oh. My my, my, my client. I, I, I just got finished meeting with his alibi witness. I told Russell that we needed a witness. And he told me that he was in a bar with this other guy, Ronzoni, who I just met with. Slow down. Okay. Not going this Ranzoni. Fast. I think he's the other serial killer. I saw his arm.
5: What did he tell you?
4: Well, he didn't tell me anything. What do you think he's going to tell you? Don't go around admitting that you're a serial killer. I mean, he's not some serial confessor.
0: Rebecca, slow down. Okay. Not some okay. serial confessor. Ronzoni
4: has a tattoo dice. Right there. What the it's hell in all is the papers. that? One of the harbor stranglers has a dice tattoo on his arm. Yeah, that's true. I've heard that.
3: That's the that, sound assault effect
1: conviction. that's used when the one of our lawyers unearths a crazy criminal conspiracy during a deposition
0: no you have lost your soundboard privileges Keith, sir but
1: it's perfect wow. no <laughs> <laughs> overruled oh, overruled sir it's overruled it's in the our, our fans love it he raped a girl that doesn't mean he- no
4: no august 14th Russell and Ranzoni are at a bar on Franklin till two in the morning. Michelle Cummings, the prostitute, was killed that night. Now I looked it up. She was last she seen around two on the corner of 18th and Franklin, which is just three blocks from their bar. Now I've got a rapist with a tattoo near the scene of the crime. you going to tell me that doesn't add up? I mean, now we know he didn't knock off a video store. He was busy killing somebody.
0: So, so, You're a defense we- attorney. You know that's barely circumstantial it's not even evidence at all. Keith,
1: we have a bumper that is perfect for this exact scenario. Rebecca has her own. Rebecca. I don't know what you're talking has about. Has her own. This, this day, day in, in the basement. Conspiracy theory. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Keith. I thought we were on the same page.
11: Conspiracy
2: oh. theory.
4: Oh.
1: God, this. I'm gonna call this episode "Bumper
0: Apocalypse." called the police. Well,
4: they're serial killers. Hold on,
5: unless someone is in immediate danger. There
4: is who? Any young girl that's who?
5: I don't think you can reasonably believe someone's in danger unless you first know that these are the serial killers, and just on a tattoo. Even if they are, who's to say they're gonna do it again?
4: Of course, they're gonna do it again. They're serial killers. That's why they call serial yeah. killers. They On keep this doing one, it.
1: Though I'll agree that her her conspiracy theory is is asynchronous to what their kind of priorities are at the time. Bobby's retort, "Who knows if they're gonna do it again?" in reference to uh, serial killers is pretty absurd.
0: That's pretty... It's pretty dark, Bobby. That's pretty dark.
1: You yeah, Sure, they killed 150 <laughs> people, but... Well, if you knew these were the guys, would be one thing, maybe, but... Why don't
4: we just turn in Ronzoni? He's not my client.
6: You'll end up implicating Russell.
4: Did you read what they did to those girls?
6: But there was no quid pro quo. I'm not sure we can do anything yet.
4: Bobby, how can we not do anything?
6: All you got is a belief that your client and his alibi witness are bad guys.
4: So I do nothing.
6: You defend your client.
0: I mean, he's still
9: right. Asking them what they believe that the time is not invading work product. Of
10: course it is. When our beliefs are based on internal discussions made between each other. Take a
9: look at the transcript of the deposition judge. They wouldn't answer anything. They also asserted work product to almost every request we made for document production.
10: Documents that were generated in preparation...
9: That's not going to fly, Miss Dole. You're not going to sweep everything under work product. Well,
10: all this, this is stuff falls under our strategy in defending... Yeah.
8: And it's your strategy that you're being sued for.
10: You can't pierce work product. If you could, Look, then...
8: This is a simple cause of action. He's saying that you didn't have a good faith belief for pointing your finger at the brother. He's entitled to explore that.
10: It isn't that simple.
1: If you allow... I'm making to... it
8: that simple. Now, you answer all of these...
1: Yes, Lindsay, let's just drink some kava tea, maybe take a couple drops of CBD oil, and relax. You're getting, you're throwing briefs, you're contradicting everything every judge says, Let's, especially in a trial that's saying that you guys play dirty. Let's clean it up.
8: These questions, truthfully, completely, or I'll enter a judgment for the plaintiff right now.
0: I mean, she is. I feel it right now. Get it certified to SJC, and if personally. we
11: lose, we'll write back
10: before this guy, who will be even more angry than you he already is. You of weren't pissing off Judge Hiller in the Pearson trial. That was after the verdict, Eleanor. This guy's the trial judge. Why are you, you so salty about, that about The judge who's biased
5: against, against us. us. We're dead.
1: Table it. Tony D in the house.
9: Hey guys. Look, I know this sounds self-serving, or like I'm trying to have it both ways. Truth is, I really don't like suing other lawyers, especially a small firm. I feel like we're from the same club. That aside, I am suing you, and you guys face some serious exposure. Not just money-wise, but public relations, too. Be smart. Settle this. I won't push for anything beyond your policy limit. You know I'm right. Let's not be silly.
1: He's pretty good. That Tony Dan's a charm. I mean, how do you, ref- yeah. you refuse it? Me? You've given it a lot of thought. Oh,
10: and- isn't this just a little too incestuous? I've slept with Bobby Donald. My roommate is Lindsay Dole. And
9: you've gone up against him before, sir. So. Yes,
10: which has never proven to be a very oh, are they good calling idea. On the witness
9: stand? I know it's asking a lot, but there's a lot of heat here. Dead no, babies of make, make you No, know of course they're going to make
0: Helen the prosecutor on I the baby have? shaking Lindsay's case.
10: Lindsay's my best friend. Bobby's a friend,
9: too. Even they case. just sandbagged you in open court. That how
10: can Eleanor you feel- Frutt.
9: Helen...
0: I can't you can't think know this it's realistic. The only DA that we have that seems to be people to with these them. types of conflicts would ever be allowed to work against each other in court.
1: Yeah, especially when the district attorneys have to get reelected. Right? You'd think they'd have so much fodder to run against them by, like, calling up all the times they used an ADA that had a conflict of interest in their cases. Like, it's just it opens them up for all kinds of. uh yeah you
0: think although i wonder in in if you're if you have a conflict as a judge that's different than if you have a conflict as a litigator because the judge is must be impartial the litigators by definition are not impartial so maybe it's less of a big deal in this case but i still think it's a little bit iffy
1: well it just it, it i think it weakens your case always because it it can be used as a distraction right like depending on how things go in the courtroom, they can call it as a some sort, they can call out your biases or whatnot.
0: Well, and I and I guess that's the question, can they get that in front of the jury? Is that admissible? Can you say, not the client, but the litigator has a conflict here, to the jury? Right. A better podcast would we need you. find out the answer to those questions. The case wobbles as
1: it is. Now, Keith, do you think that when discussing a shaken baby case, the term, the case wobbles, is in bad taste?
0: I think it might be. I think it might be, yeah. I was a little I rattled by
8: that. his name as
4: soon as I became aware of him.
8: It's unfair surprise, Your Honor. <laughs> There's
4: no real <laughs> surprise, Your Honor. This witness corroborates <laughs> my client's person. alibi. The
8: defendant <laughs> obviously feels he's losing, so he found someone to lie for I deserve for that one.
12: I don't understand why, if this is your client's friend, you didn't All know about right. him any
0: sooner. Folks, if you are a fan of this show, I don't need to tell you. Okay, this is a momentous event for the practice. And interestingly, we saw her before, but she didn't get a line. It was a very sort of unceremonious beginning. But that voice you hear, that judge that you see on your screen, because you're definitely watching this on a licensed streaming platform so we don't get sued. Hashtag Hulu, hashtag that, Ovation TV,
1: hashtag Amazon Prime.
0: Hashtag all of those. Hashtag don't sue us. That judge is played by Holland Taylor. The first appearance of her on The Practice. First of many. You would know her from Mr. Mercedes, Two and a Half Men, The L World, L World the L word. She's going to do 29 episodes here with us on the practice. You'd also know her from the Truman show and bosom buddies. Oh,
1: great. What a great show. Great show. Great actress, you know, Holland Taylor. Welcome to the show. Many have called for Keith and I to star in a reboot of bosom buddies.
0: Nobody has asked for that at all.
1: As Soon as I became
4: aware of this witness, as soon as I had the opportunity to talk with him, I tendered his name.
12: Fan. I'll cut you a little slack this time. I'll grant a continuance until 9 o'clock tomorrow so you can prepare for the witness.
7: Andrew, come get your jacket, honey. Listen, but don't touch that now. Here, put your jacket on. Guys, take the pumpkin bread to Mr. Kelly. One each. Thank you.
0: Back with Kathy Baker at her house. In this shot, which if you pause it right there, this shot it's hard to see on the little screen here basically every shot in the scene is out of focus yeah i don't know what happened like they brought the intern in for this particular scene but th- this main shot to begin with is terribly out of focus and the rest of it's gonna look iffy too it's like they did it on vhs
1: it's also looks like they're trying to use a lot of natural light and i don't think that that worked out so well
0: agreed The report was not
1: Oh, it's terribly out of focus. That's
6: what what I'm saying. The psychiatrist thinks you could be in denial. What? He makes room for the possibility that you don't even have a memory of it. That's why he passed a polygraph. Uh,
7: He's saying that I committed a murder, but I don't have a memory of it?
6: It was a court-ordered report. it, It can't be introduced, so I'm not even worried about it. But it doesn't encourage the DA to let you go either. Speaking of which, we just got a little more bad news there too. Helen Gamble will be prosecuting.
7: My ex. Who's Helen Gamble?
6: One of their best. She's the lady who Dick grabs you at Halloween parties. She and I also used to be involved. She lives with another lawyer. My my
7: favorite kind of lady. She knows
6: us all very well. I suspect that's why she's been put on. But it's not all bad. I know her style
0: too.
1: Weird, Bobby. He had a weird look on his face when he said that.
0: He Several sure did. Times. Yeah, that meant...
1: Who usually wins? I know her style. It wasn't
0: in the courtroom it's, he was talking about. It comes down more to the facts and the
7: So she usually wins. Ten percent. The case missionary. is very
0: circumstantial, and
1: five.
7: since you were the shower.
6: last one with the baby... The
7: father did it. People have seen him be abusive.
6: But
1: Kevin he, was see with... See, that was well thought out, because the one scene we've seen them having sex was in the shower, see? Uh, so I really tried to work in...
0: I was working really hard not to acknowledge it and hope that it just sort of went by and nobody, nobody clocked what you were saying. Mm-hmm, because th-
1: that's how this goes.
6: <laughs> it's you when you stop breathing. It may not be proof you did it, but it sure as hell gets reasonable doubt
7: to the father.
1: The focus thing is that's
7: actually why they're really, really, me, really
1: bizarre.
7: It. Right? It's almost pixelated. The public wants a conviction and I'm the only one they can get.
0: It's like they upconverted a cheaper camera or something. Yeah. Looks bad. Just shoot it on your flip phone. We don't have time I to set you to up. I want to talk
6: to everybody. Anybody who knows her. Our whole defense might be it's not in her character. Okay. Eleanor, I'd like you to go for the medical. See if anything's unanswered, pre-existing conditions. The cause of
7: death isn't in question, Bobby. The autopsy
6: was... I don't want to assume that. If the autopsy is accurate, fine. But let's not be giving them the benefit of the doubt.
7: Is it just me or is this a
3: perfect plan B? We've got an abusive father and we're just running scared because we got sued.
6: Nobody's running scared. We'll go after the father if we have to. What's the deal on the
5: other? Yeah, I mean,
10: that's the obvious thing. Two o'clock. May I make a very unpopular suggestion? Forget it. If we were representing another firm being sued for this, we would absolutely be recommending
5: settlement. It's not another firm. It's us.
10: Our policy limit is 1.5. Suppose a jury slaps us with a $3 million judgment. It's not just everything in this office we lose. We're named personally. They'll take our
1: cars, our refrigerators. If we
5: settle this, it's an admission of liability. They're
1: going to take at least a half a million dollars in small little desk fans. Oh, yeah, they could start up a fan store. They're coming for the spare tire in Bobby's office, the pizza boxes. That's right so many things
0: yeah
5: there will be headlines in every Those legal publication that's that not were there true for one it is true Lindsay and on forever. principle
10: how do we cave forget principle I'm talking about surviving which we
5: won't do that without money principle Jimmy embezzled. now the practice of law may only amount to a conference table to you with me it's more alright
10: who are you kidding you stood up in open court and accused a brother of killing his sister you're gonna claim the high road we all, right. all yeah, agreed anyway. to plan B together. a soft plan B you went for the throat now we're getting sued you, you not know, only owe
1: an apology. There soft plan Bs very and hard te- plan Bs, apparently.
0: Yeah, there are. But also, technically, if you watch the previously on, Eugene, in that particular plan B, the one he's being sued for, never said, you killed your sister. He asked the question, did you kill your sister? Mm-hmm. I think there's a big difference mm-hmm. there. I can ask a lot of questions. You know, did you shoot Kennedy? Well, it's not the same thing as accusing you. Directly, especially in a legal sense.
1: Wow, Keith, really parsed that.
0: I'm a parser.
10: To that kid, you owe one. To the rest of us here, who you put at risk. Hey, Lindsay, you're the one who first told us to go after the Not brother. Not like that, I didn't. I said raise the question. That's what he did. A jury's gonna kill us. All
6: right, that'll do. At a minimum, Lindsay may be right about outside counsel. I'm gonna to look to bring somebody else in.
1: Egon, <laughs> from prison. He owes us. He okay, does. On closed circuit TV.
3: Should I send it back? I mean, it's supposed to be chocolate. This is German chocolate. <laughs> Puke.
1: Will she care?
3: Jimmy, it's got coconut bits. <laughs> it's just a cake,
1: Lucy. Uh for no. the record. I'm 100 million percent with Lucy here. Coconut bits are fucking disgusting. For the record, on my
0: notes, I have the the this note in all caps. Lucy is 100 percent right. Yeah, I'm with you here. Coconut vomit ruining a perfectly good cake. They
1: do it with cookies, too. Oh, it's a great cookie. Oh, oh there's coconut flakes on it. Thanks for ruining everything.
0: It's worse than putting fruit. Like surprise fruit in your oh cake. yeah that's pretty Ugh. bad
1: or in a candy bar you're telling me you're gonna give me chocolatey nougat nuts everything I love and then stick coconut bits in it almond joys have nuts mounds don't get that shit away from me make it feels like you got like sand in the in, the, in your teeth it's the yeah, worst what about it is pleasant it's you're chewing
0: you know it. what the out of practice podcast hereby says fuck you coconut yeah
1: we are anti coconut and you know what I'm standing by it
0: yeah come at us.
3: How often does coconut a person in to be a lawyer? <laughs> yeah, you know, this is a big thing, Jimmy. And if you enjoy yeah. it,
1: you're coconuts.
3: Celebrate big things with German puke coconut bit chocolate.
1: <laughs> I don't know why I laughed. It's so, so bad. It's like, real bad.
8: <laughs> Can I help you? Uh, Yeah, I'm looking for a uh, Rebecca Washington. I mean, am a serial killer? Uh, look, I'm having some second. Th-
1: so, uh, uh, Keith, thanks for coming yeah. in as our special uh, makeup artist, or our stylist for this episode.
0: No, I'm really happy for the job. Yeah, we want to be we here. Wanna,
1: like we want to make this guy as cliche serial killer murderer as we can. What okay, you, what what do you think you can do for him? Well, okay, first off, uh,
0: I want to use maybe three or four gallons of. Uh, big slick hair gel mm. and give him a huge like pompadour that love it would have been sarcastic in the fifties. Okay. And then I'm going to throw a enormous handlebar <laughs> uh, mustache on him <laughs> and I'm going to dye
1: every hair on his body jet black. Interesting. Now what about his sideburns? Should we give him a little like Italy boot hook?
0: Yeah, well it's, it's, it's not going to, what it's going to look like is, uh, Unintentional, like I, 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 like the my mirror's broken, and so I thought I cut my sideburns, but they were sort of to the side, uh, and I'm just going to have it fall down onto my oversized, baggy flasher coat.
1: Yeah, no, I don't want to go cliche, but should we give him a jerry curl?
0: Oh, yeah, 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 good, good, good. And let's make sure he grows his thick black <laughs> neck hair, so it pokes out <laughs> over his baggy
1: coat. All right, you know what? It seems subtle. Well, let's go with it. Classy. I love just it. Just like my affidavit? Or, I don't
4: uh, think you can. Suppose they dig up my record. You have already done your time for that. They can't do anything. Look, I-, I will just ask you a few questions. Keep it short.
8: Oh, my God. What questions exactly?
4: Do you recall where you were on August 14th at 1.30 in the morning?
8: Uh, Yeah. Uh, I was at Little Freddy's, a bar on Franklin. Near the I think corner I was serial 15. killing somebody. Did
4: anyone accompany you to the bar right. that night?
8: Yes. Russell Thurm. Uh, we arrived together around 11 and left together about 2.
4: From 11 till 2, were you ever apart from Mr. That Thurm? That
8: fan is so big. Other
0: than a couple minutes for a bathroom run, no. Well,
4: how can you be Wait, sure Wait, there that she, is. she is. All right,
0: There she is. Alright, I am hereby naming her Donna the Jur. She looks like the exact she looks like the, the, the prototype for a donna i agree so i don't even need to show the show you the picture on instagram because you
1: know what she looks like she's donna uh, we're going to see that on instagram and also i would like to hereby then officially <clears throat> name her to the out of practice podcast jury hall of fame ah ah donna the jur welcome to
0: the out of practice jury hall of fame oh my goodness what a big day okay. 14th that you were together well, I have a credit card receipt.
4: Is this the receipt you are referring to? Yeah. Mark and identify, Your Honor. Mark, exhibit seven. Could you please read the highlighted portion?
8: Uh, Little Freddy's, $31.78, Peter T. Ronzoni, August 14th, 1998, one fifty-seven a.m.
0: Linda's listening hard.
4: Thank you.
8: Russell Thurms' name appears nowhere on this receipt, does it? Well, why would his name be on my receipt? So all the receipt proves is that you were in the bar that night, doesn't it?
12: Objection. Well. Sustained.
8: Do you consider Russell Therm a friend? Yeah. A good friend? I guess. You don't want to see your good friend go to jail, do you? No. Stayed in that bar until two, huh? Yes. Didn't leave before closing. Right.
0: Right. Right. I mean, that's not... P.S. This is uh, Spencer Garrett back as the lawyer.
1: We're at a church now. Jimmy's at a church. Really appreciate Good you
0: things happen you. when Jimmy yeah, goes Mr. to Berluti, church.
8: My entire congregation like would have shot been here if you have... Oh, that guy's
1: one of those guys where you're like, I know that guy.
0: Yes, in fact, that guy... Uh... Houston! Guy. Guy that Mike identified? Who's that? Guy. That guy is Joe O'Connor. You probably know him from Mad Men. Yes, He was on Mad Men, The Young and the Restless, and Clarissa Clarissa explains explains it It all.
1: That's how I recognized him. I I was obsessed. What what, what is it, like a Disney show? Oh, no, that, yeah, it's a, a back in the day, like an NBC, it was a Nickelodeon, uh, like NBC, it wasn't NBC, I keep saying that, but like a Saturday morning Nickelodeon jam.
0: Oh, well that's why I don't. That's why I didn't know because if you're a fan of the show, you know I didn't have cable growing up because I grew up in the woods. Well, then you there wouldn't no know who available. It
1: was the breakout made her a breakout star, child actress who Ooh, became a a, an adult actress, Melissa Joan Hart.
0: It was Clarissa? Yeah. Oh, well, I knew her from uh, TGIF when she was uh, Sabrina.
1: Well, that was her introduction to the world, was Clarissa Explains It All, and this guy was well, the father. Well, thanks for explaining it all, Mike. I explained it some.
5: You don't think Evelyn could have done this?
8: It's beyond any possibility. I won't throw around the saint word, but Evelyn Mayfield is not only a gentlewoman, she's one of the most loving.
1: I don't want to speak she's in hyperbole, but She's probably babysat the children Jesus of over saint. half
5: the congregation. Nobody's ever complained that she had a temper or... You know, killed babies. Used corporal punishment. No, Mr. Berluti. They're still calling
1: her. Actually, to ba- it was it was a, a big misunderstanding. She wasn't actually shaking the baby. She was raising it in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. The Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost.
0: You get it? <laughs> oh, I get it because I can see what you're doing. I see your choreography. You realize you just did killing baby anti-Catholic choreography.
1: <laughs> well, you know, it was like, it's all satire, so I feel like it's not uh, gonna get us in trouble. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, boy.
0: This has been quite the episode already. Now, I may
8: not be the world's best judge of character, but they've got the wrong person.
1: Now, have I... Murdered boys you know and hung them in my closet. Sure,
8: I do. He's in the congregation. Sure. I
1: still find myself to be a pretty good judge. I didn't say I
8: didn't do it. I really don't feel comfortable commenting
9: on that.
5: He saw that he was basically unaccounted for at the time of the crime. That raised suspicion. Did
9: you have any evidence of Steve Robin having a history of violence? No, but that doesn't
5: mean... The
1: answer to the question was no. So is this a second deposition, or is this the same deposition of Steve Harris, of Eugene, but they're just, like, flashing back to it? Because it's in full color, so it doesn't seem like a flashback.
0: Oh, you know, that's a very good point. I believe this is... No, this is the second deposition, because remember they went back to the judge and said, well, they weren't answering any of my questions. Oh, right. The judge said, you must answer the question. So this is the question answery depot.
9: Doesn't mean what? The answer was no. Are you familiar with the term plan B?
1: This is work product. If we
5: go back before the judge, I don't want to be giving this. Just
1: give the answer. We discussed. Kiss, 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 kiss.
5: Yes, I'm familiar with the term.
1: Eugene looks like he's going to everybody please? in
0: every episode.
5: Sometimes, when we have clients who we feel did not commit the crime with which he or she is charged, instead of simply aiming to establish reasonable doubt, which we would consider Plan A, we endeavor to raise the possibility of perhaps another suspect who had motive and opportunity
9: to commit the crime. We call that Plan B. You point the finger at somebody else. Yes, and in the Vogelman trial, you pointed the finger at Steve Robin. We raised the question as to his
5: motive and opportunity,
0: which I believe is a fairly standard defense tactic.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know why
0: they're getting so. Couldn't
1: you call? I call a police it. department, a detective, or someone and say, "Hey, in all of your cases of murder last year, what percentage was done by a close family member, a husband, a brother? I bet you it's a super high percentage. You know what I mean?" I imagine it is, yeah. Yeah, it's We're probably not okay. much we have a, good a stranger. Shot.
0: What happens
8: next?
4: Closing
1: arguments, then we wait for the verdict.
9: Well, I'm not going to beat here for any of that, right?
1: But... No. Hello. 1990s cell phone. Pull out the what? antenna. I taped as much as I could. Annie
10: Shaw is believed to be the 10th victim of the now infamous Harbor Stranglers. At 15, she would also be the youngest victim of these grisly no killers. Oh shit. Though police are releasing few at this hour, we do know this. No, she prevented her that. naked body was found by a homeless man on Tuesday. At this hour, it appears Miss Shaw was abducted while walking home from a friend's house.
6: It doesn't change anything, Beck!
4: It doesn't change anything, Bobby! They just killed somebody else! You don't
6: know it was them! You don't know they're the killers. You don't know they're going to hurt somebody else. You have no legal right to do anything.
4: Legal? What about moral right? That oath
6: you're about to take tomorrow has nothing to do with moral oh, please.
4: rights. Oh, police spoken just like a true defense attorney. What you are on you're this You're a case. defense
0: attorney. Sorry. <laughs> Shit. Bobby and I just said the same thing. <clears throat> glad that mute button is working.
1: Yeah, well, that was a waste of $2. This is the worst <laughs> part of the job Rebecca
6: but it does go with the job I know you know cause you've seen me and Eugene like and everybody here agonize the game, over this though. same kind of situation the reason you're so frustrated it is
0: does but I would imagine like she could do it know. after the trial was done you don't have a choice like ethically she's barred from doing it until you know <laughs> killing trial. I didn't My mean
1: feeling that. I didn't is mean she's it. very
10: much the wonderful person they claim, a wonderful
1: person. Out of control. However, she just saw that this person she believes is a serial killer just is while she's while they're delaying, delaying, and she's not saying anything, are still killing people.
0: Well, and thus the uh, the complication that our friend David has added to the plot to raise the stakes. That's why it's interesting who shook a baby well, to death. Well, that's why I think the, denial awesome is possible. I'm in.
8: It would be unconscionable to hurt a child. Inconceivable to her that she could hurt
0: Inconceivable!
8: It. So if she snapped, she may have blocked it out.
10: Mm, I'm hearing too many ifs. I'm not walking into court with if. Did she do this or not?
8: I'm not saying she did it. You're saying she
0: did.
10: W- what's going on? Did you okay. not find she was in denial?
0: <laughs> Inconceivable
1: therapist! <laughs> <laughs> Non-committal witness!
0: That... Now, this, talking about going down the rabbit hole on an episode that's already running long, but this therapist is played by Matt Gottlieb. However, on IMDb, the therapist is credited as, uh... It, or he is credited as the judge at the swearing-in ceremony, but that's not true. The judge the swearing-in ceremony ceremony is played by someone else (laughs) by hal robinson Mm. who we saw previously as the same judge so on imdb they switched credits for matt gottlieb and hal robinson so uh, if you're playing at home please make a note in your spreadsheet
1: oops wrong button You asked me to
8: evaluate this person to determine if she was psychologically capable. We asked you, in your professional opinion, if she committed the crime. Well, that's ridiculous to ask me that. I don't know the facts.
10: All right, all right, hold on. If you don't think she did it, how the hell do you find her to be in denial?
8: Look, Miss Gamble. All right, Doctor, just tell us.
0: I found a pattern of denial that with her. That therapist just, like, stood up When she's pushed, in she anger. retreats into
8: God and her religion. There were certain memory lapses she couldn't account for, but I don't think she was lying. I'm very confused here. The baby died in her custody. There are things she didn't remember. My suspicion is her memory is
1: blocked. And she's the one blocking it.
10: I want to offer manslaughter. Go ahead.
1: No smoking, Come please, in. says her desk.
0: Holland Taylor Was apparently does a lot of crocheting.
4: I'd like to withdraw from the case.
1: On what grounds? Irrecom- Chances that they every judge's chambers is the same set and they just have to redress it. So they're like, what can we do? What's her thing? Oh, crocheting, do it.
0: There's a very good chance of that, yes.
1: Insilable
4: differences. You're going
12: to have to do better.
0: They're getting a divorce.
4: Hypothetically, let's just say a lawyer has reason to believe his client is a serial killer. Would that be legal cause?
12: Is your client asking you to commit a crime or fraud? No. Your request to withdraw is denied.
4: Hypothetically, what if he's about to commit a crime? You have knowledge of that? Well, not specific knowledge, but common sense. Common sense?
12: You realize you violated your ethical obligations coming in here with this? You asked
1: whether I had legal cause. I just posed a hypothetical. Counsel. Well, Keith, I guess some would say this is why Jiminy Cricket is a counselor to Pinocchio and not his lawyer. Hmm, that's true, because the
0: uh, Jiminy Cricket's ethics... And the law don't always work hand-in-hand. Hand. Well, I'm going to give you the benefit of intelligence.
12: And assume just, that uh, you just knew just thinking, before however, you walked in here.
0: Especially with season two's having so many of the female-female the scenes talking about boys and mm-hmm. such. I was like, oh, this is a really good scene of two smart women talking about real legal and ethical things. I was like, this is a good step forward. I like this dynamic.
1: Yeah, and and I think it's actually, for the episode, an important dynamic, too, because you'll see that every time she's brought her sort of... her quandaries to Bobby, or to her peers, they sort of respond in this scoffing, almost angry disbelief. Whereas at least this judge has given it to her straight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Way to pass the Bechdel test. That you didn't have cause.
4: Look, if a client doesn't pay... That's legal cause to withdraw. I figured something a little more serious, like rape or murder might qualify too.
12: Yes, and you figured if you couched it as a hypothetical, you could make an end run around the legal ethics and that maybe I would pass on the information to the police. You were wrong. Suppose
4: he kills somebody else, counsel. Great, I...
12: great. Did meat. you come in here for me to make it easier for you? I will. Go and prepare your closing. And if I have the slightest suspicion that you are not vigorously defending your client, I will, I promise you, turn you over to the board of bar overseers. I will report that you passed on information prejudicing your client, that you tried to bias me against him, and that you threw the case. And you won't even make it to tomorrow's ceremony. Now say thank you and go.
1: Damn. All
0: right, we need to break down all the ways in which that was awesome. Yeah, so many awesome. Like, like first off, what a terrific
1: performance by Holland Taylor there. Measured, she let herself bring it to a hun- almost 100 a couple times, but then took the beat in order to bring it back down. She made some decisions that clearly were in the script, but you could see her actually processing them in real time. Really, what, what do we call that? Acting. It's good acting.
0: It's also good writing, because it's showing that this character, like, it's not... There isn't this sort of, like, faux dumbness to the character, explaining things and watching her, like, clock what's happening. She knows exactly what's happening. She knows exactly what she's doing. And just cuts straight to the bullshit. And also really does Rebecca a favor here. You know, she's she's saying it in the sort of, like, angry, confrontational way. But when she says, I'm going to make this easy for you, she literally did. She's like, I'm going to do you a favor. I'm going to take the moral quandary that you have that's eating you alive off the table. And doing it in this sort of, like, angry, threatening manner. But she really is doing Rebecca a favor here and so it's a there's just like a lot of things going on great scene great performances by all around good job guys
1: and great crochet great
0: crochet work <laughs>
1: Oh, my God, we said the same thing at the same Banslaught time. It's our best we can do.
6: She didn't do it, Helen.
10: Coroner's telling me she did.
6: It was the father. Oh,
10: come on, Bobby. Don't you think we'd like it to be the father? History of abuse. Mm. Tendency towards violence. He was the obvious suspect. But the doctors tell us the death was immediate. Evelyn Mayfield was the only one there.
1: I'm sorry. What did she say? I'm very distracted by her beauty. Well,
0: so they were. So Bobby was saying it's the husband. The husband has the history of abuse already. We know that. And Helen's like, well, we'd love it to be him, but the doctor said it happened immediately, and he wasn't there when it happened.
10: Is it true her church is paying her legal fees?
0: My Keith yeah. recaps for Mike, who's not paying attention. Does she make a, she to
10: make a oh, me? Oh yes, let's trade on that trust thing I've got going Happy? with your office.
0: I think she's innocent.
10: Bobby, you always do.
6: And you always think they're guilty.
10: Well, that's probably why we didn't work out.
1: That's also your job. Let's make it about your relationship.
10: Uh, um, But I'm okay with that. I'll give you manslaughter.
1: I bet you would.
12: Miss Washington?
0: Miss Washington? Keith? Oh, yeah it is It's closing time Time to put your case to bed It's closing time Otherwise you'll cry instead
1: Closing
0: time
1: For the turgid defense, Rebecca Washington. Maybe. Good cough, Extra. You too.
0: It wasn't us for the first time in three episodes. This may seem
4: like just a simple burglary case, but there's much more at stake. I promise you that. It's the integrity of our criminal justice system. That system is designed to preserve people's rights. We go to great lengths to do that. One right is that someone can't be found guilty without proof beyond a reasonable doubt. What do we have here? A nighttime ID, boxes covering the burglar's face, the security guard catching a momentary glimpse. That is their entire case. Not a big part, not most, but their entire case a few Good seconds God man get it together as the suspect was running away in the opposite direction with boxes blocking his face beyond a reasonable doubt add to that my client has an alibi mr ronzoni placed him at a bar at the exact time of the crime yes they're friends but he had a credit card receipt didn't he The D.A. is going to try to get you to believe the security guard more than my client's alibi witness. Even if you do, that is not enough to convince. There's Linda. Remember, your verdict here isn't one of those news magazine polls where you dial a 900 number and give your opinion. You are not here to render your opinion or your hunch. You're here to uphold an oath. An oath that's the very essence of our jury system. Oh my god. Don't take away a man's freedom unless the state satisfies a burden of proof. They didn't. They didn't even come close.
1: They barely tried.
0: Okay. So you're Sean. Okay. And you are the sound designer for this episode. I don't know. Okay. So I've been feeling like. Our episodes just don't have that sense of realism uh, in the sound. Is there any way that you could put in somebody having some sort of like a coughing fit to the point of almost
1: a seizure through the entire closing? Yeah. Would it be cool with you if I made it very loud and very apparent in the pan?
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And if you would have it just like coughing over the important pieces of dialogue. Yeah. Do you want me to put some reverb on there so it sounds like it's bouncing off the walls of the courtroom? That would be that would be great. We really want to match it as as much uh, of coughing over important pieces of dialogue as this podcast that I listen
1: to called Out of Practice. Oh, that's smart. What if we do something sort of outside the box and like just something like totally non sequitur? You're fired.
8: About you, but I always find a little suspicious when defense lawyers start waxing about oaths and. Integrity of systems and burdens of proof. It usually means they're short on facts. Our system isn't to turn criminals loose. Integrity isn't relying on the credit card receipt of a suspect's buddy who makes an 11th hour appearance. Your oath here was to serve justice.
1: 90s glasses.
8: We have an eyewitness. An eyewitness who saw that man with the Laserdisc players.
1: Oh my god, Come on! if that doesn't date the episode, nothing does. I agree does. <laughs> that there is more at stake
8: here than a simple
1: burglary.
0: stole Laserdisc players.
8: I also agree that there's some integrity on the line. Yours.
0: Oh, damn.
6: Sorry. How'd she do? I think pretty well. Okay, I, I've consulted three lawyers, all guys I trust, all three. Say settle. What? People in this case, let's call them jurors, aren't crazy about lawyers to begin with. It's not likely they'll be too sympathetic to qualified immunity arguments. Add to that the facts, pinning the victim's one brother. Add to that Tommy Silva, Joe Red Sox fan who juries love. The consensus is for us to cut our losses
5: and to get out.
1: What we did in that courtroom is protected.
5: And I'm not running from Tommy Silva. We've beaten bigger guys than him. We've never been people who run scared. I won't bend over for this. I want to fight.
10: So do I. I say said. Me too.
5: Jimmy. I say fight. Of course uh, I'm not a partner. Okay I'm Jimmy, not we a got risk it. risk like everybody else, including Rebecca who's not even sworn in yet,
0: I'm just an associate. <laughs> Jimmy still <laughs> salty from the partner agreement. It's not just
1: a case. I don't think Jimmy's it. like I know that this is an important discussion, but I'm going to put some of my own sour grapes and some crunchy coconut bits right up in here just to remind you all it's not not just a conference
10: table this could be our whole practice
5: then we start over
10: whatever we do it can't be a decision out of ego i want to fight
5: we have to fight it okay
6: jimmy your first chair What? what 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 Silver styles. I'm just a regular guy. Jimmy's our best guy to counter good that. Idea. He's Mr. regular too.
10: Yeah, if that's- th-
0: It is a good idea.
10: Yeah, look, no offense, Jimmy, but we need our best at our best. Shouldn't you be doing it? I mean, he's good, I mean, you're great,
1: but we need our-
6: Best. Jimmy will first chair. I'll second.
1: Good for you, Bobby. Anything else? That's a good coach. Okay, back to work.
3: Bobby, Evelyn Mayfield's here with her husband.
1: She's a bit shaken.
4: Who died?
0: I've been stirred by the How long we gotta wait?
4: Well, they'll only go for another hour, then suspend till tomorrow.
0: I thought murder staff staff didn't want to be there for the verdict, but now he's there.
1: Guys, you're giving uh, you're, uh, you're giving me nice acting. However, since the scene is just you guys sitting on a bench, could you fidget nervously and really make yourselves look like guilty people?
0: Yeah, no, okay, no problem I'm great at fidgeting Fumble
1: with your cigarettes And that, and let's close up in on that tattoo a couple times
0: Great, great Oh, is the tattoo relevant? Is that important?
6: They've offered manslaughter It's something that we should consider
9: Surely you're not suggesting she
6: plead guilty What I'm suggesting is they have a medical case Indicating that the child died almost immediately That will be tough for us to explain and there's a risk of a murder to conviction. That's 20 years. Maybe more. Manslaughter, good behavior. You could be out in three.
7: But I didn't do this.
6: I know this doesn't sound great, but whether you did it or not doesn't really matter. Doesn't matter. Guys, of course it matters have this conversation on all the time. In terms of deciding how to proceed here, what I have to weigh is the prosecution's chances of convicting you. But they didn't Your innocence see the previous almost irrelevant there as I said they have a circumstantial case but in my opinion emotion will be against you I'm not crazy about rolling the dice not with 20 years
1: Bobby's been so measured lately
7: I didn't shake that baby and I'm sitting with one of the best criminal lawyers in the city and he's telling me to plead guilty.
6: I'm telling you, you could be looking at guilty.
7: That baby came to me crying. After about 10 minutes, I was finally able to console him. I rocked him until he fell asleep.
1: She did do a hard air quotes I put on him in asleep. his crib.
7: <laughs> I came back... In about 15 minutes, and he was dead. SIDS. If I'm convicted of killing him, then so be it. But I didn't kill him. I know it, and God knows it. And I suspect that that child's father knows it.
1: Say it on the stand. And I
7: will not say that I did do it just to get less jail time
1: keith up until this moment my oopsies were pretty clear and she's she's putting a kink in the works she's yeah right she's well you know and honestly like i believe her yeah that was very compelling very believable bobby i'm like okay let's put that on the stand that that gives us a shot absolutely
6: okay then we go to trial
1: Suspension and resolution in the underscoring tells me a good decision has been made.
12: Will the defendant please rise?
0: Okay, kids, it's
12: verdict time. Members of the jury, have you reached a verdict? verdict We have, your honor. What say you? In the matter of Commonwealth versus Russell Thurm, on the charge of breaking and entering at night, we find the defendant, Russell Thurm, not guilty. Good job, Rebecca. The dismissed, but the thanks of the court, we're adjourned.
0: She doesn't look that through. But honestly, if he went to jail for robbery, the
1: other guy doesn't. Right. I guess they just can't co-commit crimes together. Thanks. Yeah. Come on, man! Hurry up! We got
3: some serial killing to do. Not guilty. Really? She's on her way to the ceremony now. Which, by the way, we better get oh, a move on. Planning Jimmy, a
1: surprise Bobby, party let's go! Hey, we've got time. With
3: the garbage truck. Washington
1: cake. W.
0: They'll be calling her at the end.
3: Yeah, we should be there at the beginning. Let's go.
1: Hey, Jimmy. Ah, you
0: now a sec? you'll note there is a continuity error there. I didn't mean to put you it down. You don't know it yet, but she just said they're gonna call her at the end. Because her name is Washington. Mm. But we're gonna find out later. It's a group sharing swearing in.
1: This case it's so much on the line. Please don't misunderstand me.
5: I understand you perfect.
1: Damn. You got Jimmied, Frutt. Jimmy.
10: Can you believe she's about to be sworn in? Hey, you think I should go
3: to
1: law
3: school? No. Uh, China Rain, I like that. Helen wears that. I'm not wearing China Rain.
1: Oh, Bobby?
3: I wear Slovakian snow.
0: We We hugged alone.
1: I feel like that's a
0: 90s thing, too. Like,
1: does anybody wear perfume anymore? Um, I just... It's that was very interesting. If you can, that's at forty two ten in the episode. So you know, the beat is basically Bobby and Helen were snuggling or something, right? And Lindsay's pissed. Yeah, but the the faces Bobby made there was really on the nose. His like angry, I got caught thing. It must have been directed, right? I would imagine.
0: Yeah. We, we hugged alone. Yeah, he looks pretty guilty there. Well, because you know right. he and Lindsay made out recently.
11: Raise your right hand a and young, repeat successful after me. Man.
2: He can do,
11: he can I, your name, Snoggle. solemnly swear that I will do no falsehood.
4: I, Rebecca Washington, solemnly swear that I will do no
11: falsehood. Nor consent to the doing of any in court. Nor
1: consent to the doing of any in court.
11: I will not wittingly or willingly promote or sue any false, groundless, or unlawful suit. We did this same swearing really in before we
1: started
0: the podcast.
11: We do it every we week. It
4: takes a little time,
11: but we yeah. feel like it's any in the best false,
4: interest of our listeners.
11: I will conduct myself in the office of an attorney within the courts.
1: Now we're seeing the
11: serial killer walking. According to the best of my knowledge and discretion here's a close of the judge. Yes, my and discretion. And, with fidelity, well to the my and with all fidelity as well to the courts as my clients and with all fidelity
4: as well to the
11: courts as my clients so help me god so help, help me,
4: help me, me god. god
11: congratulations you're all officially members of the bar
0: Good job, Rebecca. I know you had mixed feelings, but good job anyway. Fade to black. Two. Okay, guys, we have sworn in this episode of The Practice. Congratulations, Beck. uh, uh, Congratulations, you, sir. Thank you. You got through this episode of The Practice. And now it is time for...
1: Ladies and gentlemen the out of practice podcast in unofficial unsolicited unfactual association with david e kelly productions proudly present oopsie the oopsies celebrating excellence in acting good lawyering good guesting good and being tom brady Not to mention, this is where we rate the episode and stuff. Now, here are your hosts, Keith and Mike! What the hell are the
7: oopsies?
0: Okay, here we go. First oopsie up is... Mike!
1: I think it's pretty clear cut this week. She's a new member to the bar, but she's still the same Rebecca D. Cricket we've always known and loved. And she had to overcome her own morals and ethics and marry them with what's expected of Professionalism. her. Professionalism. Yeah. And I thought she did yeah. so with a plum. And despite trying to get out of it, she still saw it through to the end and got her client acquitted.
0: Uh, she did not have a plum, she had a coconut cake. Ugh, disgusting.
1: Piece of trash.
0: Disgusting trash. But you know who's not trash? Rebecca Washington. Congratulations on your most valuable lawyer. Which brings us to an interesting category. Already famous cause you've been on TV? Getting a page. first entry on your IMDb? Way to go. And you're the best guest actor.
2: On
1: the Let's not belabor the point. I think it's pretty clear we both were enamored by Holland Taylor as Judge Roberta Kittleson. I thought she was absolutely stellar across the board. She definitely,
0: definitely was. I thought she was great. It was a terrific introduction to the character. Uh, both writing and performance-wise. And I feel like Kathy Baker's got a good shot next week, although she was also excellent. Mm -hmm. So congratulations, Holland Taylor, on your best guest, actor, oopsie. Now it is time... You killed your podiatrist or blew the case, but you let a single tear
1: run down your face. You're the best. Actor on the show. This one for me is a little tougher because it was, once again, sort of an Avengers Assemble type episode. We got some great, as you and I have discussed before, we love the scenes where they all kind of hunker down in a conference room together and, and bicker and strategize. And they all have great moments. So I think you could go really any way. Even Jimmy, who didn't have a lot to say, had some great moments. The little couple beats with him and Eleanor were wonderful. Yep. I think it's difficult though to not even and Bobby was measured and great and a great captain and a great coach. But I think And
0: Marla, even though she was sort of in a different show, I enjoyed the show she was on. Yeah, it's a great
1: show. I just I think it would be it would be disingenuous for us to take it away from Lisa Gay Hamilton. This is kind of her episode and I think she did a wonderful job with everything she had to do.
0: Yeah, no, I think I think you're totally right. It is definitely uh, Lisa's episode. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I think her stammering with the murder might have been a little much. I think were I directing that scene, I'd be like, okay, give me half of the stuttering because you're nervous about the uh, about the uh, the murderers. But that said, I think she did a really good job. I thought her clothes was excellent. So congratulations. Lisa K. Hamilton with your best actor award. Which brings us, I'm excited about this one, to the Tom Brady Award for being Tom Brady!
1: So before I let you unleash here. Yes. I have a bit of a conspiracy theory. Oh, okay. Hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna find it. Okay, I'm gonna. Conspiracy theory So I'm watching Dateline last night. Okay. And there's this uh woman Rewind. this woman who goes this woman who goes missing since nineteen ninety two. And it's not until the two thousands, uh the two thousand tens, the aughts what do we call them? The what we're in now. The tens? Okay, guess? it's not until recently that they finally bring her boyfriend at the time, her ex husband excuse me, to trial. And the hardest part of their case, because they never found a body, is is establishing that she's actually dead. And basically what they do is they show the lack of any sort of communication since 1992, no hits on her credit cards, no tickets purchased to other countries, no hits on her social security card, basically proving that she's dead. Now, it's Not as ironclad as all of that evidence, but it's been about three weeks since Tom Brady has written us an email. And so... I was
0: wondering where you're going to spin that around. so
1: I'd like to officially say that there's a case that Tom Brady is dead. Oh, oh, wow. (laughs) At least dead to us, maybe? Who knows? Oh, that's dark. I'm going to throw it to you. I'm going to throw you a long bomb on that one.
0: Okay, well... We all know... Now, I don't know how many of our 10 of listeners follows the sports ball that carefully. But I think what Tom Brady has been up to has been, once again, cheating by videotaping the signals on the opposing sidelines during an NFL game. You now, if, uh, if we go back to our Wayback Machine, before Deflategate... The Patriots were convicted in the court of the NFL of taping the practice of the New York football Jets uh, back in uh, about 10 years ago. And not only was it proven that they cheated by videotaping the Jets practice, they were fined and, and uh, had a first round pick taken from them by cheating. So the Patriots have forever since then been stained by cheating, by taping the sidelines of a game. Now but only on sh- inter- only for shitty teams. What that was the next point I was going to bring up. The Jets at that point were terrible. At that point, but you know who's more terrible than the Jets back in 06 or whenever it was? The Cincinnati Bengals, the one and eleven Cincinnati Bengals, who the Patriots, this week, we found out that they had taped the sidelines of the Bengals in their game against the Browns, thus cheating again. And they, of course, they they claimed it was because they were filming a docuseries about the team, but it was not even that team's game. The Patriots were not involved in that game. Plus, they had eight continuous minutes of the signals of the coaches, plus... Back when they were uh, accused or proven that they cheated against the Jets, one of the excuses they said they had planned to give was that they they were pretending that they were filming it for a docuseries about their team. So they got caught red-handed again. But that's not even what I'm working my way up to. Remember, I texted you and I said, ask me about... Taping on the sidelines and the Bengals. I've 100% forgot about that. So well, I didn't. <laughs> okay, <laughs> because I have a personal relationship with this exact thing.
1: Okay, I'm now I'm peaked.
0: Okay, so more than ten years ago, I forget when it was, but it was establishing that, that we're well ago.
1: past the statute of limitations on whatever Keith is about. Well to cop- past the to.
0: statute of limitations.
1: I uh, went
0: to a Giants game, um, and uh, a friend of mine who was unfortunately no longer with us was singing the National Anthem, and we got field passes, and so we were on the field before the game, and it's a Giants stadium. It was like a really big deal to me. It's very exciting. Anyway, uh, so they let us stay on the field for the opening kickoff, and so I stood on the 30-yard line that they were kicking from, like literally feet from the uh from the from the the white line and what and was taking pictures and i videotaped the opening kickoff now what happened immediately after was our minder was like oh dude what are you doing you can't like you can't film towards their sidelines look what happened because it's right after the patriots had been convicted of that and so I had to be chastised by the New York football giants for videotaping the sidelines and guess who we were playing the Bengals. Oh. So I have done the same thing as the Patriots taping the sidelines of the Bengals during a game from
1: the field. So, uh, well, let me ask, I don't know. Let I, me ask you a question. Go, go ahead. This is actually yeah. great for my cross examination. Okay. So you admit that you, were chastised for filming the Bengals sideline.
0: Yes, specifically because we don't want to be, they don't want to, accuse, we don't want to get accused of doing what the Patriots did.
1: Fair. Now, my next question. Before that happened, what was your name?
0: <laughs> Keith.
1: Okay. Uh, full name, sir?
0: Uh, Keith Varney. All right.
1: Now, directly after that took place, What was your name?
0: I believe it continued to be Keith Varney. To this
1: day, what is your name?
0: Uh, Keith Varney, when I'm not using one of my many pseudonyms. Uh,
1: Members of the jury, I submit to you that though the evidence surely shows that Mr. Brady was on the sidelines personally filming, in fact, uh, members of the security team uh, found copious amounts of Oopsie Awards in his possession at the time. Right, right.
0: Very suspicious.
1: To Mr. Varney's own admission, that does not alter the fact that Tom Brady is Tom Brady and thus is still qualified as a member, as a nominee to be awarded for being Tom Brady on the Oopsie mm-hmm, Awards. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady were for being Tom Brady. So I submit to the jury and to the judge, and to the listeners at home, that the winner of this week's Tom Brady Award for Being Tom Brady is Tom Brady. And furthermore, I will stipulate
0: that the bestowment of the Tom Brady Award for Being Tom Brady is conditioned upon being Tom Brady, not Tom Brady not being a dirty cheater. You can be a dirty cheater and... The winner of the Tom Brady Award for being Tom Brady. So congratulations, dirty cheater Tom Brady for winning the Tom Brady Award for being Tom Brady. Finally. Guys, you can finally get out of the car and go back in and cook your family dinner because we have gotten to. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time to announce how many spare tires
1: this episode gets. Keith, I'm going to let you take the lead here.
0: Okay, fair enough. Let's see. There's a lot going on in this episode that is sort of more relevant to the series as a whole than to the specific episode. Um, the introduction of Holland Taylor. That's a big thing for the series. It, it, it's not you know, going to be an episode she wins an Emmy on, but it's important. Same thing with Kathy Baker showing up. It's a great nod to the fans of Picket Fences and a great arc, but nothing really happened in that case thus far. There's a lot of laying groundwork. And the the same, like, Tony Danza, what a bunch of heavy hitter guest stars who who all sort of set up an exciting thing that's going to happen later. So this episode itself feels like it it's almost exposition well, yeah, in a lot of ways because very little actually happens here. It's a
1: little bit of the cocktail hour.
0: It is the cocktail hour. It's uh, it was enjoyable. Performances were good. I thought that scene uh, with Judge Kilson and Rebecca was dynamite. So there's some really good pieces here. Uh, but in terms of the whole episode, would I be excited to like you know have it come up on TV? Like, oh, I can't wait to watch this episode. No it would make me want to watch the next episode possibly so all told i'm i'm going to give it a 7 a straight 7 so it's like it's good it's a good episode but it's not an exciting episode which pushes it into the 8s or ninth. yeah i
1: think that it's a it's definitely a baseline episode it's doing what they do well great interaction between our co-stars great uh, influences by the guest stars, great setup for things to come, and and continuations of things ongoing. Right, the Tony Danza stuff is literally just right. like the last episode. It's the it's just it's a train that's still going down the tracks, and all is excellent. I'm excited to see where it's going. Like you said, we can't it can't say nothing makes it stand out because you know the right it's it's a product of the writing as well. So I'm I'm right there with you. I think a firm 7, better than average because I think the show is better than average show, but not in the upper echelon of excitement for the series. So I think a 7 is a great uh, and I think we're in agreement. So uh, the firm 7. Yeah. A firm 7 it, and you need episodes
0: like this in order to have the exciting episodes stand out and be exciting you have to establish a baseline if it's just craziness every week it's scandal and that point you have the law of diminishing returns it's like oh great something crazy happened it's not that exciting anymore so it's actually important for the big picture for the season i think it's helpful so that's it we got some sevens We have ourselves another episode of The Practice and another episode of the Out of
1: Practice Podcast. I'd like to congratulate us for not making any jokes about the term firm seven. We, that's true. Hooray for us. The restraint really is to be commended.
0: Yeah, but let me tell you, this episode will be known for its restraint, 15 shaken Babies jokes. If
1: you would like to commend us personally, you can do so by writing an email to podcast at gmail.com. Do you just want to see the restraint we show on social media? Feel free to see that <laughs> at Out of Practice on any of your social media platforms, specifically Facebook and, most importantly, Instagram. Porch. And you know you want to see what Linda looks You're like. Damn right you do. That'll be posted later today, I imagine, or probably Tuesday when the episode drops.
0: Well, when it drops, yeah, Tuesday.
1: If you would like to double check what we rated season one, episode 14, that didn't exist, so that would have been season two, episode something. <laughs> you can find out precisely with our definitive rankings. Out of Practice Podcast.
0: Way to fill that. Way to make that as long as you possibly could because the outro is really long before we finally get to. Laser sounds. Laser sounds to you, Sue, sir. No. Oh.